Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And, um, you know, a lot of you already know, uh, a lot of you have heard the news about Kevin Samuels. Uh, Kevin Samuels, who was um, very popular online, uh, extremely successful. You know, he uh, he passed today. And uh, I think it's worth the conversation. And I think there's a lot to talk about. And so uh, get comfortable, uh, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and this is kind of a Dr. Boyce TV slash pillow talk because uh, today is uh, is a sad day. Um, today we lost uh, Kevin Samuels, and uh, according to most of the reports that I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of mainstream media stuff, but I've heard from a lot of friends that I respect, from Jade Arendelle to Faye Bishop and many others uh, who have told me that it is true that uh, Kevin Samuels died. Uh, the report is that he had died of a heart attack. I'm going to keep looking and finding out information. So I find it out, I'm going to share it with you. And I decided to bring in, to, bring in my wife, uh, my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins, who is a licensed therapist. And and um, and so I want to ask, how you doing today, babe? I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Um, I'm, I'm sad. You know, I'm sad about what happened with Kevin. Um, I know uh, we, we got some other people that want to come in tonight. Uh, Jade Arendelle and also um, also Tony Lindsay are going to uh, join us a little bit later. And so uh, so I guess in, initial thoughts. I mean, I my initial thought with, when, when I heard that Kevin died or even heard that it was a that there was a report um, that that it happened is I, I just thought maybe it was an Internet hoax or something like that. What, what do you think? What did you think? Well, I saw it on TMZ and usually TMZ, they report, um, you know, what's really out there and um, their reporting is pretty solid. And um, I'm real, I real, I feel um, sad for um, the fact that he lost his life at such a young age, relatively speaking, that um, I feel terrible and awful for his family, um, condolences to um, his loved ones that he's left behind. Um, he was a very intelligent person, I think. Um, he has some qualities that were less than ideal, <laughs> um, but I think um, he seemed to be extremely um, kind of on top of his arena online and um, and he was controversial. Some of the things that he talked about was extremely controversial. However, um, this is a very human experience. And um, I was just thinking about some of the lessons, you know, it's just that life is short and you never know when your number is going to be called. And I feel that, um, you know, his loss is a reminder to all of us that we need to um, 
have, uh, I kept calling it, we need to have compassion and understanding for each other. Um, I know that um, all of this internet beef, I know he had a lot of internet beef. I think he had an internet beef with me <laughs> and internet beef with a lot of other people. And um, I think it just brings some perspective into it all that, um, I don't know, just that, um, you know, he's somebody's son. You know, I, I do believe he's somebody's father. Um, he he was married twice, I think. I think I've read that he was married twice. So, you know, he's been loved by someone and I'm sure he has loved ones. And um, it just brings out the whole humanity in people. And I hope this would be a great lesson for all of us that when we're online and we are uh, saying things uh, that are um, harsh, <laughs> you know, for us to um, take this as an opportunity to kind of lighten up our conversation and um, come from a place of compassion and a place of understanding instead of criticism and put downs. Um, you know, maybe that is something that we can take from this. Hmm. What do you think? <laughs> Well, you know, um, I, I think that with Kevin, it's um, it's not a typical death. Let's just keep it 100 in terms of just I mean, I, I think that you can be honest and still be compassionate. And um, and so I did not want to see him die. Um, I thought that Kevin was actually a, a very logical person, probably too logical. But also um, sometimes the advice that he would give would come off as very harsh. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I've seen people I, I, I've seen I think it's disgusting that there are people on the Internet that are almost celebrating his death. I think the celebration of any person's death, I, I just can't, I, that that rots your soul. Like that's that's a really rotten soul. Anybody out here who's celebrating uh, this brother's death, I mean, to hell with you, you know, this is BS. Uh, if you claim to be better than him, whatever you think that is, well, you don't show you're better than anything by celebrating another person's death. You, you just don't do that. Um, you know, but I think at the same time, you know, I'm always a believer that that sometimes because of emotion, we'll talk about somebody different in death that we did in life, you know? And I, I really think that you don't have to do that. I think that if Kevin's mm -hmm. words, uh, if you liked what he had to say, that's fine, you know? But if you had an issue with what he had to say or how he said it, I think that's fine too. You know, I did a survey and I'm gonna bring in Jade Arendelle and Tony Lindsay in one second so they can, they're gonna join us via audio. Uh, but, you know, I did a survey and I asked hey, straight up, you know, do you, did you agree with Kevin most of the time or did you not? 68% of you said you agree with Kevin most of the time. 32% of you said you don't agree with him most of the time. I think both perspectives uh, are worthy of respect and should be heard. Um, but, you know, if you want to ask me point blank, period, I think. And, and in fact, actually, I, I remember Kevin did a video about me one time and he was actually defending me because mm -hmm. I was under attack at the time. And I didn't know about him at the time. He wasn't his channel just kind of blew up in the last year and a half. And uh, I didn't know anything about the video. But somebody pointed it out to me later. And he actually defended me and, and, you know, and said things that where I said, OK, this guy's smart. He understands mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. dynamics in a way that I respect. Um, but I think, you know, I think that he said something else about women over 35 are basically leftovers. And, you know, and, and I, I, I just think I mean, maybe there's is there a better way to say that? And uh, I think that's where uh, he might have rubbed some people the wrong way. And it and, and definitely hurt some feelings. Right. Because I think that there are some black women that really want to see black men succeed and they really want to love us. Uh, and, and I think that we should reciprocate in a positive way. 
Um, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure that that was always there on the show, to be honest with you. But anyway, let me bring in Tony Lindsay and, uh, and Lioness Crown. Uh, do, by the way, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Share, subscribe. Uh, make sure you sign up. And uh, also, you can go to boycewalkings.com. Alicia and I are going to be in Chicago on May 15th. So if you'd like to join our Black Wealth uh, and Generational Wealth event uh, on the 15th, it's adults only. Adults only, no kids. And there won't be any tickets at the door. So you got to get your tickets in advance. But join us in Chicago. You can go to boycewalkings.com. Click on events and you can learn more about that. All right. So let me bring in Lioness Crown and uh, Tony Lindsay. So, uh, ladies, first of all, I'm going to ask both of y'all. Uh, let's start with uh, Lioness Crown. How, how you doing today, Lioness? Peace, Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia. Peace to the brother Tony. I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm really saddened by this news. I always think that it's a time for us to reflect and really humble ourselves uh, when people transition. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, uh, Tony, how you doing, man? Hey, peace. Good evening. Well, good night, everyone. Thank you for uh, having me on. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, it's really, you know, sad to to hear what has happened, and uh, you know, whether you liked him or not, uh, Kevin Samuels forced people to do a lot of self inventory, <laughs> and whether you agreed with his positions or you didn't agree with or you didn't agree, he offered a multitude of perspectives that most people uh, either would never consider or just too afraid to address. And, you know, the one thing that I kind of take issue with, you know, upon hearing the news is, you know, I just kind of want to ask, like, since when did disrespecting the dead become a thing with black people? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's something that, that I find ab abhorrent. And, you know, it's really disturbing to see, all of the people who are, in fact, celebrating that man's death. But, you know, but we'll, you know, I have a few more thoughts, but I don't want to, like, kind of <laughs> run the floor because I know sometimes <laughs> well, I can run my mouth. <laughs> I, I, th I think that's a great point you make. And um, and I think that's probably the most shocking part of all this. Um, uh, you know, and uh, it looks like T. Kalik is going to come in here, so I'm going to bring T on in. And uh, we'll start with you, T. Um, so, T, have you seen... The, the folks on, on the internet that are basically celebrating the death of Kevin Samuels. I mean, what, what have you, what, what have you seen in that regard in terms of the reaction of different groups uh, to what just happened? Oh, Hey T, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I can hear you. Can y'all hear me? Yep. Sure can. Yeah. Um, it's, it's to me, man, I was very shocked because, you know, I think about it like, Kevin Samuels is not your enemy. Um, you know, I'm thinking about how many, how many black women did he kill? How many black women did he abuse? Um, if you listen to his platform, was his platform teaching black men to go out there and beat up on black women, harm them, and destroy them? You know, and I wasn't uh, an, an avid listener of his, but primarily on this channel, he was trying to bring black men and women together and provide a, a man's perspective, you know, and that is the, the that is debatable if men would agree with that. But it, it just shows that some in our community, um, man, the things that we celebrate is is just is just really sickening. Like, uh, I mean, we put our own people up as our, our worst enemy when many others have actually done more harm. Um, than what Kevin Samuels could ever dream of doing, and you know this is like legislative wise. So yeah, it was it was it was it was real sick to me. 
Well, you know what? Let, let me let me hop in on that. And I see we got Dr. Maurice Green in here. So, Dr. Green, I'm going to go to you then. Um, you know, and I, I get it, right? I, I, I'm not a fan at all of this idea of making fun of somebody dying. I, I just, that just, that karma is going to get you for that one. But, you know, um, uh, with, with, with what to what um, T was saying earlier about us making our own people our worst enemy. Well, there are some people who accuse Kevin of doing that. There are some people who accuse Kevin of of uh, really going after black men or black women, excuse me, mostly women in a way that was almost uh, like it, like it, like like he was, um, you know, financially benefiting from the fact that we have a society that loves to see black women getting beat up on, you know, and uh, and, and I and I can actually show screenshots of some of the um, uh, thumbnails on the videos, and it would usually be like a woman like. In a, looking ridiculous in some way, like maybe falling off an elephant or with, you know, her hair messed up or, you know, and, and, and there were consistent themes like modern woman thinks she's the prize or, uh, or uh, what was it? Die alone. I think the term die alone after they, he told the poor lady that she was going to die alone, which maybe that's true, but I don't know if I'd want to be the one to tell her that um, he used the term die alone a lot in a lot of videos after that. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that Maurice in terms of, how do you balance that? How do you tell the truth but still show respect uh, to to the man and what he what he did that was good in life? I mean, I think I think it's um, obviously, as you said before, um, people dying is not is not uh, is, is not something that I think should be celebrated, right? I think the finality of death is something that obviously we all have to face, and I think it's not something that we should play with, right? It's not something that we should be coy about. Um, a lot of his content, people suggest, you know, is controversial. He, he, you know, I think it's it's almost along the same lines of what they used to call the shock job, right? The the controversial things that are said get the clicks, um, and I think that um, you know, for some people, obviously, it was extreme. Some of the things he said were 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 problematic. I mean, but not but and. If you look at some of the commentary, right, that people have shared regarding his death, regarding um, making fun of his death, celebrating his death, and things of that nature, I think it speaks to the type of society that we live in today, right? So we are, there are so many people ready, willing, and able to criticize him for the comments that he said, the discussions that he had. But when you look at the commentary, you see that there are a lot worse things that people are saying and doing um, that I think we need to give uh, a little, shed a little light on and, and bring a little context. Now, I actually knew Kevin Samuels personally. I knew him before the fame, before, actually before the internet. Um, so my, you know, obviously I, I, I'm sad that, that he lost his life, you know, as it's been reported, but I think we need to really do a little evaluating of not only what he may have said, but what's said in general, right? Not justifying it, not qualifying it, but you can Google and see the kinds of commentary that are made about black men. Right. That black men are lazy, that we are useless, that we are. And this is not hard to find. 
right? So the narrative, the anti-black man narrative lives in this space, in this internet space. And some people um, um, suggest that it is a, you know, uh, there's a, I want to be very careful and deliberate, right? Now I say this, but there's a, um, an ideological position that supports the anti-black male narrative. That, has, that existed way before Kevin Samuels ever came on the scene. So I think, again, we, we all should be very um, careful about the way we interact with each other, the way we talk about each other, the way we criticize each other. Because while we all like to point to this one person who um, people, you know, obviously some support, some have a problem with, um, the anti-black male narrative exists in, on the internet in ways that um, are disgusting, repulsive, and I think we need to give a whole lot more consideration and effort to um, discontinuing that narrative um, going forward. Mm. Okay, so um, let me go back. Let me jump back to uh, Lioness Crown. Um, uh, I, I didn't get a chance to uh, hear more of your perspective on this. Um, how how are you feeling about this? What what are some of your initial thoughts on on what's what's transpired here? Thank you, Doctor B. Um, loving you know the comments and appreciating the comments and really listening in this space uh, right now. But you know, I I I usually have a practice of when someone passes away, unless it's someone that I know or connected to someone I know, I don't speak on it, and I definitely don't speak on it publicly. But I really felt compelled to come on today because of the, the evil, the negativity and the vitriol that I'm seeing on social media. And it's really, really, really concerning to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, um, you know, when our brother Tony started speaking, I was like, yep, that's one of my talking points like that I wrote down because I have some notes here. You know, when have we as Black people started to celebrate, you know, when someone transitions to the other side it is so outside of our cultural norms and paradigms it's so uh far uh culturally dislocated from what our parent how our parents were raised how our grandparents and great-great-grandparents were raised that it's really a cause of concern um so that's one thing the other thing too is i wasn't a fan of kevin samuels i didn't listen to kevin samuels uh, when I did listen to Kevin Samuels, did I hear some things that I felt resonated or that were true? Yes. Um, I didn't listen to him and I wasn't a fan of his because I did not like the energy through which he was expressing himself. I'm a very, 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 I see Dr. Alicia is, is nodding her head. You know, I'm a, not only am I an empath, I'm also a healer. I'm a teacher. You know, I'm a woman of integrity. Um, and I, I possess self-respect, right? And so right. I don't put myself in spaces where I feel like folks are just sort of like out of line or out of balance um, because I don't want to be around that energy. So for me, uh, the the actual content of some of the things that he was saying about Black women, I never identified with any of that anyway. So I was so detached from his narrative and a lot of the things that he was saying that was triggering a lot of other, you know, a lot of women that were listening that it did not impact me personally in the same way. And my final thought, Dr. B, on this part is that, you know, I'm also a student of Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. who wrote the Compensatory uh, Code. 
And he says that there's only one form of respect and that only one form of respect is self-respect. So if I respect myself as a black woman, as a black person, as an individual, that I don't put myself in situations where folks are out of order um, or, or, you know, don't seem to value me or whatever or, or anyone. Right. And so I feel like, unfortunately, he has gotten so popular um, because of, uh, you know, triggering the pain and trauma and like low self-esteem and a lot of other things, you know, from black women. Not to say that some of the things that he said wasn't hurtful. I don't agree with a lot of it or most of it or whatever, um, or the way that he communicated it. But I feel like those pain and trauma points, and I would love to hear Dr. Alicia's point on this, really trigger and put a lot of women in an uproar so much so that they're going, you know, to these extremes of celebrating his death. And unfortunately, I think a lot of that reveals unhealed wounds um, in a lot of these sisters who are reacting negatively. I call them feminists who are acting crazily on social right. media. But it also is a reflection of um, perhaps some of Kevin Samuels' own unhealed wounds and trauma and vitriol too. That's right. Well, you know, and, uh, and before we before we get to Dr. Alicia, because I, I definitely want to hear what she has to say on this, uh, I also wanted to welcome Madam President. She's in here. Now, and since we have so many people on the panel, I don't think we've ever had this many people pop in. So, Kevin, Kevin, say what you want about him, but the brother got attention and the brother is a conversation starter. Um, and uh, so Madam President came. So since we have so many in here, uh, maybe what we can do is aim to we, we uh, you know keep our comments as short as, as we can so that we can let everybody kind of like pass the ball around. Not that anybody's spoken too long because all of y'all are superstars in your own right. But I just want to make sure, you know, we really pass the ball around in discussion. And I'll shut up, too, because I know I talk too much. And so, Madam President, I want to welcome you. Uh, welcome you to the show. Um, so tell me, uh, Madam President, what what's going through your mind as, as you kind of see what's transpired with Kevin? Well, first, I'd like to say, hey, everybody, it's good to see everybody. And I was traveling, so I just landed and I just got the news. So my initial re my initial thought was, oh, my God, are you serious? Because he did have such an online presence. And then my second thought was, did he die alone? Did he die alone? Or did, he, did he die with a with a partner? Did he die with children around him? Did he die with um, family and friends? Did he die with community around him? Did he die in the magnitude in which he encouraged, um, I think, the questions that he asked Black women, be prepared to die alone? Here's the thing. I think Black women don't have a lot of sensitivity to Kevin Samuels because I don't think Kevin Samuels was a very sensitive person. So it's kind of like when you're not a very sensitive person, people typically aren't as sensitive toward you. So I think that it's a little bit of, and I don't even think that Kevin would want fake sympathy. I don't know him personally, but I do know that he had a presence on the internet. And when he said things, he was very clear and he stood his ground on it. I don't think he had the personality type that he would want people to be crying for him that really wanted to laugh. I think that he was strong enough to stomach the, what's happening on the internet for those who didn't like him. I think that he was okay with that. I think that he did something remarkable. And what he did in a very short period of time, it's not, but I, I have a grandfather who has some very unpleasant ways of saying things. And the words I think Malcolm X, he's a, um, my grandfather wouldn't have a lot of coof about what he would say or do, but you know, that's my grandfather and I love him. So 
um, Kevin Samuels is not my grandfather, but one thing for sure is I am a community-oriented person, so I have love for people that are Black. I, I got love for Black people. And I just, I am what Kevin Samuels considered a leftover Black woman. Unmarried, um, mm. overweight, um, no children. So, but here's the thing. I never embodied anything that he said and thought that Kevin Samuels hated me and I should find the nearest bridge. I believe that that was his mm. perspective, his experience, but it had no roots into how I went and went on and lived my life. So I mm. think those women don't have to go around celebrating his death. I think they should have done what most people did and just ignore what you didn't like. Take what you do and spit out what you don't. Mm. So let me let me pass that back to Dr. Alicia because um, uh, um, I, I think that what you're saying is really, um, Madam President, you, you made a good point about the fact that Kevin was one of those tell it like it is according to the one according to kevin of course right because you know we disagree people disagreed but he was a straight shooter in terms of telling you exactly what he thought and see my like that's what people loved about him is that he laid out his truth very unapologetically and someone actually wondered like what madam president said that maybe kevin gets it look um you know don't get all emotional about me dying it's part of the game you know like don't don't feel sorry for me don't you know, don't give me any more sympathy than I gave everybody else. And then also another thing that Kevin did mention, I, I saw this when I, when I Googled it, and a lot of people give him a hard time about it, is uh, I think he used the term leftovers to describe unmarried women over 35. And uh, and that that just kind of, I, I, I wonder if there was just a better way to say what he was trying to say. I You know, and, and maybe there was this element of, I'm going to say it in the most, uh, evil or, or, the, or, the, or the nastiest way possible so that I can get the most views. Uh, I don't know, but what, but what do you think, uh, Dr. Alicia, in terms of just all the trauma that's causing us to sling mud back and forth at each other uh, over, over the, you know, topics like this? Well, um, I, I don't know. This this weekend, um, I got to speak at the One Africa Power and Unity Conference. And um, on Sunday, I talked about how um, we in the black community can be disrespectful to each other, especially in our relationships. And part of that disrespect is um, a sense of this grandiosity that you think you're just better than. And as a result, there's a tendency to be, to have what we call contempt for other people. And I used Kevin Samuels as an example of online, um, someone having contempt for and for black women who call into his show, and um, in that I did talk about the fact that um, it's psychologically abusive for people to call in on that show and to receive to be on the receiving end of such contempt um, in a way where it's not definitely not respectful, but even more so, it's not. Um, it, 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 it's, it's disrespectful, but it's also coming from a place of superiority. And so to be on the receiving end of that, you can, those women were shamed. Um, those women were, um, it, it's probably depressing to hear some of that. And so, um, so that's what I talked about this weekend. And um, I stand by that. I stand by those comments. I also believe that Kevin Samuels was better than that. 
Like I saw in him a lot of really good ideas and good perspectives he had about relationships. The delivery in which he presented that, of course, was from a place of um, disrespect. And I felt that, um, you know, we need to just because he was disrespectful to the people who called into his show doesn't mean that we need to be disrespectful to him. I think that we just need to be respectful for the dead and for people who pass over. Um, he he is now um, he's crossed over and he's living outside of his <laughs> physical self. So um, so um, so, yeah. And I think um would you want me to continue? Or no, someone, sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I got all these yeah, buttons all that and I end up pushing the wrong button sometimes. So just, just okay. ignore that. Just ignore that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I do think that, um, that, you know, underneath some of that, perhaps Kevin Samuels may have been a little insecure. Um, you know, he may have been um, sad. We, we don't know what his life was like, but, um, but that's what we can measure in terms of someone coming from this place of grandiosity. But I really do think that he was, he was valid in a lot of his perspectives. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let me go back to uh, Tony. Um, so Tony, you know, uh, so, so, so it, it's, it's interesting that, you know, with, with, with Kevin passing and it's kind of a, it's definitely a big surprise. Um, and, uh, and I think that it's leading a lot of us to kind of reflect on this internet culture and how black men and women are even relating to each other, talking right. about each other, how we feel about each other. Um, what, what are you observing in terms of just what, you know, has the internet even been good or bad for, for black relationships? And, and, uh, and also I want to, um, ask you about this. I saw somebody posted something on Instagram uh, and I'll share the I'll share it on the screen when when you when, when you answer the question. But she basically said that if you are celebrating Kevin Samuel's death, then you're one of the women that he was talking about. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Give, give, me some give me some thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. that that kind of goes pretty close to a point that I was uh, going to make when uh, as far as uh, his rhetoric. You know, I understand as Madam President was saying earlier that you know. Him passing, I can understand how some women may not feel as emotionally uh, invested in Kevin Samuels passing away. But at the same time, I think there's a big difference between openly ridiculing his death. And I think that is largely rooted in some people. Perhaps he touched the nerve with some of the women <laughs> that are openly making so many jokes about him passing away. And, you know, I think there are several aspects to this. There's also an entertainment aspect to this as well. You got to remember, the guy had a platform. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of these things, you know, they're going to be said for views. But at the same time, I also think that we're kind of ignoring. I mean, we don't know if he had his own trauma, his own personal issues that that he was dealing with that led to the way that he kind of engaged with people himself because for me personally i agreed with let's say maybe half of the things that he said some things you know i agreed with a lot of things i didn't but one thing you know i definitely had a problem with was his delivery right and i think that there was a reason for that <laughs> you know <laughs> there has to be some type of a reason for that and you know as far as this whole internet culture is concerned Kevin Samuels highlighted something that was missing from today's discourse. 
especially over the internet, right? But I think he's he highlighted, he made black men feel like they had a voice, right? Whether he was correct in his positions or his assessments, he made black men feel like their voices mattered. And that's why you saw such a galvanizing effect that he had. And in this ultra feminist society, that's not something that's very welcome. And I think that's where you saw a lot of the hostility coming from, especially due to the fact that he offered these positions without apology and he pulled no punches, you know, mm. and, you know, but so for me, I just think the whole Internet space has become a very toxic environment. I remember, you know, like in the early days of social media, I, it was good. It was a good thing. People were meeting. Remember, like the little like black singles and everyone is just kind of getting along. But then somewhere along the line, everybody got comfortable with being their worst selves on the Internet. And that's playing out. We're seeing that in the way that people are responding to Kevin Samuels. We're seeing this in the discourse between black men and women. And I just think that rather than, you know, making a mockery of a man dying, because that really bothers me. I'm sorry that like that really, really bothers me because black people aren't like that. You know, we're not like that. We don't do that. And I feel like we're, we're somewhat mimicking the same people that we the same sort of savagery and depravity that that we complain about in other groups. Mm. Hey, can I piggyback off that? Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna go to you, T. And, I, and actually, let uh, let me just throw this in there too, uh, T. I, one thing I like about your commentary is that you're pretty balanced. You know, you hold, you say things that make women upset. You say things that make men upset. But you seem to have some core values that kind of drive everything you say. That's why I've, I've always paid attention to you because I, I respect you in that way. So, so you know, uh, what, what Tony said about men feeling like they're being heard, um, it almost seems, though, you, you have to wonder, okay, does this, does us having a voice, uh, clearly that's a good thing to some extent, but then some would argue that Kevin didn't necessarily help that that ongoing gender war that, it, that already exists. When you already got black men and women fighting each other like crazy, and you have to wonder, well, did it help? Did it help more than it hurt, or or, or what? I, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, I I think it started the debate, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you know, coming up, I have really never really heard a man's point of view when it comes to relationships in the mainstream media. Why it's always been kind of uh, women centric as far as what you should do for a woman, but I've never really heard. You know, except, you know, I had great parents to mimic off of, but outside uh, in the mainstream, what do men look for in women? Um, and a lot of guys, you know, you can see a lot of guys really got it twisted. Um, you know, they meet a beautiful woman. The first thing they want to do is just throw money at her because all they know is they think that, well, if I give her all this money, maybe she's going to do X, Y, Z. So I think... Um, you know, Kevin Samuels was necessary, in my opinion, because it did start the conversation. It did tackle some things that men have had a lot of problems with. And, you know, what we have to understand is Kevin Samuels is direct. And I do agree that his delivery was a bit harsh. But I know how men talk to each other. Like if me and you were talking, Dr. Boyson, and I remember you when, you know, you said that you had a lot of weight and you admitted that. And you and you say, you know, this is something I have to work on. 
Now, I noticed when talking with other men, that is a topic that we can have towards, towards another. Like, you know, a guy can tell me if I gain a lot of weight. I would admit to that, and I know it is an issue. Um, I, you know, this is a conversation you can't necessarily have with women, and I do understand. But at the same time, that is an aspect that men look for in women as far as sexual attractiveness. Like, the, the weight is a major thing. And also when it comes to um, money, you know, if, if a guy is self-made and, and is taking care of himself, he really doesn't care about your degrees as much. I mean, it's a good thing, but that does not make you, you know, quality. You got to have other attributes about yourself. So I feel like Kevin Samuels was necessary. And in this society that we live in in America, unfortunately, it does not hold women to account to these things. And it's like, as soon as someone speaks differently, it's almost as if like, you know, the white blood cells go after and attack it and silence it. Yes. And, you know, I wish people would just call, you know, if they disagree with Kevin Samuels, call into a show. And lastly, Kevin Samuels was not easy on men. You know, he had one caller called in. It was a young 23-year-old guy living with his mother. I think it was making like $15 an hour. And he was asking questions about, you know, why are women like this and that? And Kevin Samuels told him straight up, he said, your problem is not women. Your problem is your wallet. You know, your your problem is you're not a man. You're not you're not living by yourself. You're just living in your mother's basement. How are you over here attacking women when your life is in a situation that is in now? Very direct. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I just think that uh, when it comes to men and women, um, from what I observed um, inside of my life and on social media, you know, men can take criticism pretty well, but I, I believe we don't criticize women enough. So that's why it's kind of like a culture shock and it has a lot of heat coming towards his way. Mm. Okay. So Maurice, uh, how can men have a voice? It seems that, you know, when, when you talk about men having a voice, um, people do get offended. Like uh, T said, the white blood cell reaction. Uh, I remember, um, you know, even when ice cube challenged the, the democratic party and the Republican party, a lot of people were kind of like, how dare you speak up, you know, black men. And, and he was getting attacked by mostly uh, prominent black women who just kind of wanted him to shut up, you know, Kamala Harris all the way down. And uh, and there are men who do feel like, look, we're, we're not being heard at all. Um, so how can we have a voice in a way that that uh, it, it was almost like Kevin was a voice, but he was kind of the voice that that maybe pushed it a little bit too far sometimes. Um, so what do you think about that in terms of how we can have our voice heard and still have the harmony that we seek with, with, with the world? I think that we, we should always operate from a place of love and empathy and understanding and patience, right? So, I mean, I think it's one thing to have a voice. It's, it's another thing to determine how you use that voice. Um, I think that um, it's really important that we combine our efforts right so like you're doing now so we have multiple voices expressing opinions on a subject right because we have this culture um, this internet culture where everyone wants to be the expert of reference right i want to have a billion followers and i want everyone to come to me and and and, and get advice right as opposed to bringing together varying perspectives um, of men, of black men, um, in a way 
that informs the dialogue and and the public understanding of 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 how men think, how we feel, how we move. Um, I also think that it's really important that in this internet you know age, um, this what we you know what we might refer to as the cliff note version of things. A lot of people are discussing um, um, Kevin Samuel's uh, platform but they really didn't listen to it, right? They weren't listeners. They get, you know, the the summary of what was said. He said this sentence or he made this comment, right? And obviously some of the things are obviously problematic. And when I hear people say, well, he was harsh, of course, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna argue that and probably um, too harsh. And, and, and some might even argue mean-spirited. Right. And, and, and be correct in that assessment. But if you listen to his show, if you listen, if you took the time to go through some of the dialogue, what you found was, and again, not justifying his his delivery, but there was a lot of disrespect that was sent in reference to men. Right. This man isn't worthy of me or most men are so and so and so and so. And then he would use that to um, 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 shape his his response. So it's not that it was justified, but was almost set up, right? So I think that was his strategy. So he had people on his shows that would be controversial, that would say things that would allow for him to do what his shtick, the thing that he did. But I think, again, if we're going to discuss his legacy, if we're going to discuss, you know, uh, how he fits in the pantheon of, of this internet age, I think people should start looking at the show, right? And I think that was one of the arguments that he had many times. People had a whole lot of comments, but they didn't watch the show, right? So they got the cliff notes, they got the commentary, they got people's opinions of what he said. And I think that's that's somewhat unfortunate also. And, and just to go back to what was said, something's um, um, I think Madam President said um, that that there are women that aren't sensitive to him in death. Um, and that's a direct reflection of the fact that he showed very little sensitivity to to um, to the people that are not showing that sensitivity to him. I think that we should let we should be our guides. Right. So someone's hatefulness should not guide our hatefulness. Someone's insensitivity should not inform our insensitivity. I think that, again, as I said, initially, we should always come from a place of love, understanding, and patience and move in that space. And hopefully, hopefully we will receive that kind of response and understanding in return. All right. Uh, everybody who just came in, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we're discussing the uh, the passing of Kevin Samuels at the age of 57. Um, if you could, everybody, take one second, hit the thumbs up button. If you're not a subscriber, make sure you subscribe. Uh, th this is drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. And as you all know, uh, we believe in uh, black wealth and black intelligence and all these other things. So if you'd like to teach your kids about wealth, we actually have some financial workbooks in stock. If you'd like to go take a look, feel free to go to financialworkbooks.com. Uh, teach your kids about wealth while they're young, because that will put them ahead when they get older. Also a reminder, my wife, Dr. Alicia, and I are going to be doing a generational wealth event in Chicago on May 15th. So if you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to boycewalkins.com and just click on events. Uh, feel free to go check that out. Okay, so Madam President, <clears throat> um, I, I want to go to... Um, uh, to, to you on this, you know, you work, uh, you work a lot in the entertainment industry. 
And um, and so I, I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on this 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 conundrum that you know I think people might have. So so you have a Kevin Samuels who um, you know he, he's 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 uh, a lot of people have opinions on him, but in a way it reminds me of um, how people respond to Farrakhan. And sometimes even they've, they've even done this to me, where people will talk about what you said, but they never even took the time to actually hear the entirety of what you said. Like, I, you know, I've heard people dismiss Farrakhan and I say, well, have you ever heard him a Farrakhan speech? They'll say no. Have you ever read his book? They'll say no. So, so but 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 they'll have a very strong opinion about something they don't understand. Right. And it happens all the time. And it sounds like that's what they did to Kevin. Most people who criticize Kevin have never really sat through a few of his different shows to really see the entirety of who he is. Now, on the flip side of that, though, Madam President. Uh, it is a marketing ploy. I mean, Kevin was a brilliant expert marketer. His branding, if anybody wants to understand branding, uh, not so to what you want to do exactly what Kevin did, but but Kevin is a textbook model of how you brand yourself on the internet. If you notice, every single picture he takes, damn near, he's wearing that suit. That's how you remember him. If you notice in his show, he had a nice set, nice layout. He had the little thing spinning around real slow, which I, I bet you subconsciously, I'm going to ask Alicia about it, but I think that that kind of hypnotizes you and gets you into a trance. Uh, he was, uh, he went, when they attacked him for saying that woman was going to die alone, if you do a Google search, you will find that Kevin did, deliberately did about probably 10 or 15 videos with the words die alone in the title because he knew that this was what would make him trend on the internet, which is kind of crazy, right? Because remember, Kevin Sanders did a lot of content before, uh, you know, say 2019, nobody was watching. Nobody's watching this. Suddenly he just burst on the scene. So so my point here is this. Here's what I'm going to ask you about, Madam President. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Um, if somebody says, well, hey, you don't like what I say, so why don't you come watch my show? It, couldn't you come back and say, yeah, well, the reason you're telling me to come watch your show is because you're using the controversy to draw me in. You, you, know, you know, Because if people, whether people love you or hate you, you're if they're watching you, you're winning. Right. So 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 what if you're just somebody who says, look, I don't like what you're saying and I'm not going to support that show. So I'm not going to watch it. How do you how do you get past that paradox? Because it seems like the marketing is kind of mixed up there. What do you think, Madam President? I, I think I think it's one of those situations where people are going to predominantly just walk away with true information that they have. I don't think many people. um um, re, you, people know Gandhi quotes, but they don't, haven't read the books. You know, people um, have a lot of information that they process, but they don't live it in full. So I think that I don't think that's something that's going to be like, I don't think a person who doesn't enjoy a person's content or is really emotionally intelligent enough to sit across or listen to something that they have an in-depth difference about. I don't think that they're going to be invested. Um, but I do believe that some of the snippets and the things that were shared through the internet was a reflection of the root of the show. You know, it was a relationship show. It was a, you know, like I think the brother said, you know, there were men and women. There was critique, criticizing, and most of all, how to have one of the things that I did value that Kevin Samuels would lay out was how to have a logical approach and thought process behind dating. You know, it would be women who didn't make a lot of money, but wanted men to make a lot of money. It would be uh, men didn't have a lot of money, but wanted women to be perfect in some of these areas. I think um, when you kind of get 
through some of the hardcore stuff, you can find something that you can walk away with, I I believe. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's just, I don't think there's a way around it. Like, I don't think you're going to get people to ever sit and watch Farrakhan because the root of what Farrakhan represents is something, if it doesn't resonate with them, if they don't desire that information, they don't desire to know about that cause, they're just not going to be a part of it. Well, you know, um, well, I'll tell you what, I I, 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 I think that overall it's, um, you know, it's, uh, and, I, and I'll go back to you, Jade, and then Dr. Alicia. Um, so, Jade, it, it seems to me that the Black community is a community that needs a lot of healing. And I think that it can be argued that um, while you could agree that Kevin, everything he said was logical on some level or based on his logic anyway, uh, it wasn't necessarily healing for people. Like, I, I really don't know if I'd want to be the person to tell somebody that they're going to die alone. But at the same time, there's a personal responsibility element to it as well. Uh, to say that you, you had to wonder for the poor women that were abused on, on his show, what made them go on to the show? Was it that, that they were just looking for what they thought was some type of father-like honesty or uh, was it low self-esteem or were they just looking for the truth, just the truth that they really needed to hear? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, overall, how, how do we assess the legacy of Kevin Samuels? Was he somebody that we might consider, for example, to be B1? Ooh. Oh, that's a good. Some of these, uh, the questions that you asked, uh, Dr. B, I'm going to defer them to Dr. Alicia. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I will say, there's several things, right? Um, to our sister, hey, sis, Madam President's point, it's like for anyone to use their platform or anything or to get to judge or condemn and say, hey, Black woman, because you are not high value or whatever, You your chances of, of dying alone are really, really high. But the irony is, is like no man or woman knows the time or the hour or the place or anyone else's destiny. And unfortunately, like I got goosebumps right now because there's a possibility, I hope not, that the brother could have transitioned and died alone, right? And so we, on a spiritual level and on a cultural level, shout out to our brother, Tony Lindsay, we have to be very, very mindful of, of what we speak and the things that we say. Not everything that comes to your mind warrants a, a response. Yes, he went viral. He became a social media sensation and got a lot of followers and all of that stuff. And quite frankly, there's also a lot of power in silence. There's also a lot of power in being very, very gentle with other people and with being gentle with yourself and not condemning and judging your brother and sister. That's right. And what I also want to say, Doc, um, is that we're talking about right now how deplorable it is that folks are dragging or celebrating or applauding our brother uh, Kevin Samuels' death, but also how many Black folks have normalized dragging and, and being despicable to other Black people and using their platforms irresponsibly to disrespect Black people who are alive and have normalized that. And so it has to go like we have to shift the paradigm and really culturally repatriate or repatriate to the ways of being that we know are righteous and all mm. of this other stuff will fall away so mm. in terms of him having trauma and things like that i personally believe that he does but i'm also not a clinician so i'm gonna <laughs> i would defer that mm -hmm. <laughs> to dr alicia who can really break down as we all know 
um, the signs and symptoms of someone who is traumatized. And also, quite frankly, what I will say, Doc, is that what kind of repelled me from uh, Kevin Samuels' content, like I said, was the spirit in which he was delivering his message. I felt like what made him popular to a lot of folks who were triggered by it and continue to be triggered by it and tune in is because they were trauma bonded. And so I'm, I'm kind of wondering, yeah. like, also trauma bonding with Kevin Samuels and not just with other black women and the things that he was saying. Thank you for letting me see. Wow. Well, you know, that's a, that's a lot. You, you said you said a lot right there, Jade. And wow. I'm, I'm lying this crown. Excuse me. Um, and uh, let me just say this. Um, uh, so, so you know, Kevin always talked about high value men, high value women. And uh, I'd like to believe I married a high value woman. Um, but then again, I'd like to also ask my high value woman to tell me what she even thinks about that term, high value man, high value woman. And and also there seemed to be an element of some would say that there was a little bit of super superficiality there, like like a real simple measurement, yeah. almost like how they say that if you grad if you got a college degree, that means you're smarter than somebody who doesn't have a college degree. When we all know people that graduate from college who are complete idiots, and we know geniuses who didn't finish high school, right? And so, so when when I would hear high value, I would hear things that involve you know what you look like, what kind of job you got. And that right there kind of made me tune out a little bit because I kind of think that there are so many other things that matter when it comes to defining a human being and how they relate to your life. Hmm. They got to go beyond just whether you make over $100,000 a year or not. So I'd like to get your thoughts, Dr. Alicia. So two points. Uh, let's start with the high value piece. Uh, you know, give, your, give a perspective on that as a therapist. And then two, also as a licensed therapist, um, I'd love for you to continue what Jade was talking about with trauma. Trauma is everywhere in our community, and a lot of us just don't even know that it's there. Uh, can you please speak to that? Yeah, well, there's no, there's no, I don't believe that there's a such thing as a high value, low value person. I mean, all of us are valuable people. So, you know, I never really got on board with someone being less than or better than. We're all, no one's better than anybody, and your credentials doesn't make you a better person or less than better person if you um, have if you lack certain credentials. Um, and I do think that why do women call into that show knowing that they're going to be abused in that way? Yep. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that you carry out in your adult life things that you are accustomed to and things that you have seen you know, probably growing up or uh, dynamics that you're used to, you tend to carry it out. And a lot of times if you don't have that perspective and you don't have someone um, there to kind of calibrate that for your life, you just fall into these sort of abusive situations and not and not understanding that that is exactly what it is. So, I mean, you, you it is something you, you just gravitate to things that are familiar to you. So maybe the women call into that show because they know they're going to get, <laughs> you know, they're going to get that type of energy that they're just accustomed to. They don't, sometimes you don't even know. And, um, you know, I do a lot of work with women who, who are on the receiving end of abuse and men too. There are men who get abused too. And so my job is to kind of raise awareness <laughs> of what respect looks like and, um, and what disrespect looks like and how manipulation and control operates in relationships. And then um, raising awareness is a way to get over that. So I'm, that's kind of my thinking about why women would just call right on into that show and they don't think anything about 
the attacks that he that he has toward women. Mm, interesting. Okay, so um, okay, so so I guess you addressed the trauma piece a little bit because I was really fascinated when um, you showed me the ACEs scale, which is um, adverse childhood experiences, and I took the test and it measures how much trauma you had as a kid. And uh, and I had a lot of trauma, you know, I, I was real high on the scale and it helped me understand why certain things might trigger me or why I might feel a certain way. And I, I, I really don't know if as a community we really are so aware. Uh, we just think that being traumatized is just part of being black. Yep. You know, we, we just think, oh, that's just what it is. If you ain't been think about it, look at how many people feel like think about it. Give me a yes or no in the chat if you all have seen this, where there are people who really feel like you have not gone through some horrible shit and you ain't really black. You know, like you don't really understand the black experience. You didn't really grow up. I grew up you know, and we compare trauma. Like I grew up in a house where we didn't have no food for three weeks and my daddy was on crack and my he shot my mom and I like like we talk, we brag about it. Like we really, we have a trauma, like we that's like feather a feather in your cap, a notch in your belt. So I, I think that um, you know, so so I think that kind of uh jumping back and, and we can go, you know, full circle again. I, I'll jump back over to uh to T on this. Um, that trauma just, it, it, I mean, we, we, it seems that we're used to operating as a community almost uh, sometimes in some ways at the bottom of the basement. Like like an example, and I think you've talked about this maybe, I can't remember if you did or not, but uh, even um, the idea that we would look at Russell Wilson and Sierra, right, and we see this happy couple where they're taking care of their children and he loves his wife and we say, oh, that's, that's a simp. He's a square. What's okay. wrong with him? <laughs> It's like, well, nothing's wrong, like at least on the surface anyway. Can you speak to that a little bit in terms of how it's black? I'm going step, to step away and use the bathroom real quick so y'all can take the show for a minute. But <laughs> can you speak on that, man, about like just, just maybe how we have things a little bit backward? Well, yeah, and, and you know, with the Russell Wilson thing, I think that's more on the black man's side right there and the black man's gender war with against the black woman because it's almost as if if the black woman makes a mistake, or you know has a you know a checkered past with past boyfriends or husbands then she's just irredeemable she needs to suffer and a lot of guys were at that point quoting unfortunately quoting Kevin Samuel saying that she needs to die alone so it was a way of telling black women trying to shame them by saying if you behave like Sierra and you date these ratchet dudes, whatever, don't think you're going to get like a Russell Wilson. So that's why they were attacking Russell Wilson. They were attacking Russell Wilson really to, to send a message towards other black women. And to me, that is that is traumatizing because it shows that, uh, unfortunately, many of our black men have were not raised in stable environments. Because for you to just hate on someone that you don't even know, and, and to my knowledge, Sierra has never really said anything negative about black men at all. So for you to just be bashing her and then bashing him, it, it's almost as if like you complain about single mothers, but is it but then but then you advocate it because then when a man comes in and say, okay, well, I'm gonna come in and you know, Sierra's respected me, her children's respected me. So I'm just gonna go ahead and make it work. Instead, you want to trash that man to try to send the waves out to other black men to just don't ever step, even, even if the woman is good, even if her children are respectable, don't ever step up and do the right thing. She is irredeemable. But then complain about single <laughs> mothers and how the how the boys grow up bad or how the girls grow up wild and, and there's no father in the home. So it is backwards. And yes, um, that is something that a lot of black men have to deal with is with their internal trauma 
And if they're having a hard time with women, they may need to see a therapist just to see what they have to do to make themselves become a better man so they won't continue to have these problems. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. The funny thing about that whole like like that whole trend that, that came out of nowhere about how you should never marry a single mother, it's real it's hilarious because most of the guys that were saying that have single have mothers. Kids. Their mothers <laughs> were single mothers. They right, and, and then on top of that, they got a baby's mama. They, they, yo, so you got a baby's mama. Your mama was a single mother. And 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 so so it's really interesting to me. Like it was just real. And so so and remember this too. I mean, it takes two people to create a single mother, not just not just one. You know. Okay. So so it it was it, it it's it, it was the strangest thing. I, I I didn't know where that came from. I was like, so so there was nobody else involved. Like she just did that by herself. She made that baby by herself. She uh, she broke the family. I you know there's no conversation about the men in our role. I mean, if you have an issue with the single parent thing or an issue with the broken families, I mean, we all do. I think I think that it's a tragedy for everybody, to be honest with you. But but there's no way you could talk about where black women are without talking about what black men are doing to get them where they are. And vice versa for the women that that hate the men, you know, that are participating in this gender war. You can't talk about what black men are doing without talking about how the black women that are raising them. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of these men were raised by women. Let's not forget that. So yeah. so let me let, let's oh, go ahead. I just ask so my parents both met and they had a children from previous marriages, right? There was something very, very honorable, um, and and that black men used to take pride in of being a provider and a protector. So a lot, but a lot of millennials and, and like folks in Gen Z, they're listening to this rhetoric about a man's lack of responsibility or a man's role or newly newly defined role where being a provider and protector to you know a, a child that they did not biologically create is now seen as a negative and that's another manifestation to manifestation to me how far we have gone and straight from our culture which we are right. black people we are african people we are melanated people and we are child centered family pe- family centered people yes i agree 100% so well, uh, T- tony did you want to follow up on that yeah, I just want to say that's that's just a societal self-centered perspective that that we've just been kind of indoctrinated with, you know, that everything is just very selfish. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's not what black people are rooted in. And I think we're becoming very disconnected from who we are as a people. And, uh, you know, that that's you know, that's pretty much how I feel uh, on that. Mm. Okay. Uh, so uh, before we move on, I want everybody to know we're, we're all hanging out. And by the way, any, any of the panelists, if y'all got to go, just feel free to dip on out and, you know, we'll say goodbye to you. But but this is a good town hall. You know, Elon Musk described Twitter as a town square. Um, I like to believe that this is a town square for intelligent black people that want to have smart conversations. So uh, if you could uh, make sure if you haven't done it, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, uh, again, we have events coming up. And you guys know that the ultimate gathering, the ultimate town square is the All Black National Convention that happens October 28th through October 30th. It's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more, just go to boyswalkins.com. Click on events. Uh, the, the convention is not about 
uh, agreeing with me or any of the people on this panel. It's really about agreeing that you love your community. You want to build with the community. You want to find people you can connect to. Alicia does speed dating there. It was really successful. We actually had, we have a wedding coming up from two people that met during speed dating last year. So uh, we just want to bring B1 people together so we can learn, uh, love each other, and also uh, have a whole lot of fun. So uh, feel free to take a look at voicewalkers.com and click on events. So uh, let me jump back in. Let me, uh, so Dr. Green, um, you know, so how, do, so what do you think happens from here? Like, how do you, um, you know, do you think that the world is going to talk about Kevin Samuels 10 years from now? And if so, what are they going to say? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I think um, probably not. Right. Because people generally now, I think, have a short memory. I mean, they will move on to the next thing, the next hot topic, the next um, controversial subject matter or or actor. So I, I think, but moving on again, just reiterating it, and not to be, not to be overly redundant. I think there, the internet as a space, as I, I think our brother Tony said, is is very toxic, very hostile, very cancel culture ish. Like people are listening a lot of times for an opportunity to find the thing that they can refute or a reason why they can attack. And I think. Um, it's it's and and people operate in these disingenuous spaces, but we as a people need to be you know a lot a lot again more empathetic and more caring and more understanding and more loving, right? And and the gender war that people say you know exists, um, it will continue, right? Because there are people that have a vested interest in the conflict, right? So you're going to hear. Um, from some people, the attacks against black women, and you're going to hear from other people attacks against black men. And I think we have to make sure that our voices are louder to to suggest that that black men do love black women and vice versa. And that is our natural state. And this, you know, this hyper um, uh, uh, aggressive you know, information filled um, time that we live in. Um, is affecting the way that um, that people that we view ourselves and the way people view us. So I think we have to just really take some take a time out and really start to think about if the thing that we're going to say to that person is beneficial, if it's if it's helping, if it's healing, or if it's hurtful. And I think when we start to measure our words, um, I think we will um, be a lot um, better off just in terms of. Um, um, caring for one another, right, and being a lot more careful. Mm, well, I like that. I like the idea of caring for one another, and I, and and I and I think love is just kind of um, an important word for us to sort of connect to. I, I think that could be kind of a a parting thought. And so I want everybody so that you feel good about this conversation. If you walk out the door, everybody type the word love in the chat. Or type black love in the chat. How about that? Black love. <laughs> we, we, we love black love, and, and and you know, and I and I'm gonna tell you, I. I'm so confused. You know, I, I tell you, Madam President, my my heart goes out. I you you started off the conversation by basically saying that, you know, I mean, you 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 made a statement that um, kind of made me a little sad. You know, you said I'm I'm one of his. I, I will be considered a leftover by Kevin Samuels. I I you mentioned some other things he 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 said about um, women that that really that I I can't imagine hearing that and it not hurting your feelings. You know, uh, they they talk about weight and things like that. And uh, and so how do you, how do you reconcile that right? Because I know I know you I know you I've known you 
for what? How many years now? 17 years now, something like that. Yeah. And I know you love the black man. You, I know you love the black community. I know you love black people like no other. Um, how do you reconcile that when you run into a scenario where, where somebody says something and you feel like it's not the nicest thing to say, you know, and you, but you still want to love the black man despite all of that? Well, I come from trauma like many other black folks. So <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that we do very well in trauma is we get beat up and we move on. You know, that's something that I realized growing up is that, you know, people were just kind of verbally insensitive and very cruel. Like some of the speech that is communicated in the ghetto, the way I know you've seen videos online where people was be this and H this and I'm gonna kill this in Negro and it's not very friendly, you know, and it's, it's mean, it's hardcore. So I think that the one thing that white supremacy does is has very, very negative, a negative tongue towards every single thing that is black. So, you know, we had to be called the N word and, and then we had to start embodying that space and treating each other that same way. So when you usually meet black people and you want to be very positive and uplifting to them, they kind of be like, what's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> like, mm. why are you talking to me like this? Because sometimes it's so bizarre. They don't hear it. They don't have that experience. But women do this all the time. If I walked up to people like, what's up? What's up? Like, people resonate with that. And so when I'm like, what's up, queen? You know, it's kind of like, are you talking to me? So we have to really monitor the kind of, the. we have to monitor our tongue, what we accept, right? And also, too, I'm going to be very honest, speaking on a very low vibration is so easy. When you start to program your mind and you start to really put forth a strong effort to speak highly, even in differences. I remember um, Maya Angelou, she was saying something that she was, she said that she sit, sat with her mother one time and her mother said, I don't know, when I see you, I see somebody special. She said it touched her in such a way that she said, maybe I had to stop cursing and smoking cigarettes and, and really take myself serious, right? And I think that, you know, <laughs> when you talk to like us, some of us who decide to take ourselves serious, people feel so disconnected from us. But the reason I grew up in a very tough environment. I'm not saying that I like people to say negative things and mean things to me, but I do know that people are going to say ignorant things. People are going to have their perspective. They're going to live in it. But what I consider to be most important is I can't, I can't embody it. I think that's what allows me to stand strong and keep going is this is how I, I buried a father at 12 years old. This is how I moved on after my, after my mother had, um, you know, had some time in prison. This is how I graduated from college. This is how I became a homeowner. It's like constantly, you know, let it roll off of your back. You, you, you can't swallow it all because if I did, you know, I wouldn't be able to stand, but mm. you just move on. But one more thing I'm going to say, and sorry for being a little long winded, understanding who the enemy is, is really important. I don't care what some black men say supremacy is still the enemy okay <laughs> there is still a bigger shark in the ocean that has got to be caught and sometimes i feel like we get really caught up into you know 
we get caught up into something where we just miss the whole thing. Black men and black women should be at odds. We should not be enemies. The energy, the idea that a black woman is against a black man is insane. Even the idea that a black man is against a black woman is insane. So even when the internet is going talking, they use that as a tool as black men and women be with each other. They use that as a tool for killing you in the street. They use that as a tool for mass incarceration. If a black if a black boy is having a hard time, right next to him is a black girl. We are not enemies. And I think that needs to be constantly reiterated every single day. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, so given that we've had a great high value conversation with some high value black people, uh, and I measure y'all as high value because I respect your minds. Um, I know Dr. Lee, I know I went, I went around and let everybody say one more thing. I, I know that my wife, um, I assume you, you would like to, uh, throw in one more uh, comment uh, before we chime out. Uh, so what can we learn from this? Where, where do we, where do we go from here? Um, in your mind? I mean, as a therapist, what is something that you can give us from all that, all the training that you have, you know, where we can kind of, um, just be better people and have have a better life when we walk away from here. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that I was listening to what a gentleman was saying earlier about Kevin Samuels gave black men a voice. And um, that's probably very accurate. And with Kevin Samuels gone now, there's a void. And I think my hope is that that void will be replaced with another avenue for black men to have a voice. Um, my hope is um, that black men feel heard and not feel like the things that they're going through is somehow uh, dysfunctional <laughs> just because they feel the way they feel. And it just reminds me of a lot of anger that I that I sense from the negative energy, so to speak, out there, and um, and I know that anger just has no place. You know, it needs to, it has no place in our hearts. You know, it has no place um, with how we relate to each other. I think that, um, you know, I just think about anger just in general. I mean, it, it depletes the immune system. <laughs> you know, um, I know that uh, doctors talk about, they did a study where doctors looked at sick people who come into the hospital and 80% of them had issues with anger and mm -hmm. issues with, um, you know, feeling that they're not heard. And I think that could contribute to some of the health problems that Black men have. Um, I do know that um, you're six times more likely to die of a heart attack if you if you have a lot of anger in your heart. And so I'm hoping that with the void of Kevin Samuels now in the the sphere, that it will be replaced with a male voice that's um, without all that anger and contempt. Hopefully it'll be a place where we can really like what Madam President said, kind of, you know, uh, bring us together more in, in a more harmonious place. Cause I think we're ready for it. I think we as the black community are ready, are ready for it. And I talked to 
uh, black couples and black families all day long, <laughs> they're ready. And I think um, there's a swelling here. And so I hope that um, if anything, we can just try to let go of our anger and, and try to deal with our trauma and our aces. If you're four or more on the aces, you need to find a therapist <laughs> quickly. Yeah, that's the aces skill And you need to find a therapist quickly to help you deal with some of that because you, you want to be able to, it's not the, it's, it's, it's not how long you live. It's the quality of the life that you live. And, and I can't imagine when you're dealing with a lot of issues from the past that keeps coming up for you in relationships and the anger and disappointment and contempt and shame and all of these things we've been talking about, um, it can have an effect on the quality of life. So however yeah. long, we don't know when our day is going to be up or when our number is going to be called. I just hope that we live a life that's fulfilled, a life of love, Boyce. You talked about love. I, you know how I feel about that. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's just my hope that we do everything in our power with the air that we're breathing right now. Um, to take <laughs> to take this opportunity um, to remind ourselves to live in a place um, where we resolved a lot of our anger and a lot of our hatred that we have for each other and for ourselves, um, that a lot of that can be made in a way where we find some peace, happiness and fulfillment in our lives. So that's what I would leave for everybody. Right. Let go. Let go of the anger. <laughs> So what I'm going to share with everybody is uh, this is what they call the ACES uh, scale to measure your trauma. And maybe the, the panelists can even learn something from this. I, I know I did. And there are different categories of uh, of the kinds of trauma they 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 look at on the ACES test. It's a, ACES stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And it really mm -hmm. affects how you pursue relationships when you grow up, things like that. So you see over here, I want to give me, give me a yes or no in the chat. I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask them questions. How many of you grew up <clears throat> with any kind of physical abuse? Give me a yes or no. Yes or no in the chat. All the all the abuse survivors uh, say something in the chat. The panelists, raise your hand or just say yes if you're in the category. How many of you feel like you grew up with some emotional abuse? Give, give me a yes in the chat. Anybody who dealt with some emotional abuse growing up? <clears throat> How many of you dealt with sexual abuse? Uh, you know, uh, y'all know what that is. Give me a yes or no in the chat. Uh, now we're going to move to neglect. Uh, how many of you dealt with some sort of physical neglect uh, growing up or emotional neglect? Give me a yes in the chat if that's you. If that's the case, then I think the ACE scale, if I'm not, if I'm right, Alicia, it gives you like a point for each one. Is that correct? Alicia, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You get, yes, it's just basically um, if any of these things happen to you um, growing up before the age of 18, you answer yes. It's 10 questions. And um, and you just count up the yeses. And if it's four or more, uh, for sure, you're kind of in this zone where you really need to have some you really need to pay attention and take a look at that. OK. And then also, how many of you grew up in a household where somebody in your household had a mental illness, a, a parent or a sibling or something like that? How many of you have a relative who was incarcerated? Uh, give Put a yes in the chat. Put the name of your incarcerated relative so that we can know that we remind ourselves these people do exist. Society will not forget them. Uh, how many of you grew up maybe seeing your mother treated violently? That's part of it. Uh, how many of you grew up with drugs in your family, some sort of substance abuse, drug addiction, a parent, sibling, etc.? Also, how many of you endured a divorce? Uh, your parents did not stay together. So all these criteria, now they ask specific questions. They ask in a certain way, so I'm not here to understate or overly summarize the, the test, but 
but you know, that's this is high in the black community. And they talked about certain behaviors that uh, how ACEs increase. Let's see, it says ACEs increase health risk. According to the adverse childhood experiences study, the rougher your childhood, the higher your score is likely to be, and the higher your risk for various health problems later. So you talk about lack of physical activity, smoking, alcoholism, drug abuse, drug abuse, missed work, severe obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, stroke, depression, suicide attempts, COPD. What is COPD? Um, uh, lack of oxygen in the in the lungs or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, STDs. And you have to have like a breathing tube or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And STDs and broken bones. So these are some of the things that happen. So basically what they're kind of saying, and I think that uh, this is appropriate to discuss, you know, given that we're talking about some of the trauma that we've seen people go through, um, you know, on the, on the Kevin Samuel show. And I mean, you know, <laughs> and, and why some of us might end up responding to or enjoying watching a black person get traumatized is because a lot of us went through trauma as kids. So, so I encourage you confront your trauma, let's grow from it and, uh, and let's learn and become better people. So, uh, again, once again, I'll say RIP to Kevin Samuels. Um, uh, you know, I'm very sorry to hear what happened to him. Thank you very much to the guests that were in here, uh, today. Uh, we got Tony Lindsay and Linus crown and T Kalik and Madam President and Dr. Alicia, I encourage you to follow all of them. And uh, what I'll do is I'll put all of your social medias up. I'll tag all of you when I put it up on Instagram. And uh, also, last but not least, if you guys want to join us, uh, Dr. Alicia and I in Chicago, or you want to come to the convention in Charlotte, or you want to join the event at the Essence Music Fest, we're going to be at the Essence Fest July 1st through July 3rd. Uh, if you'd like to do any of that, just go to voicewalkings.com and click on events. And last but not least, uh, if you want to get your kids ahead of the curve when it comes to economics, our financial workbooks are in stock. So feel free to go to financialworkbooks.com. The URL is on the screen. Thank you all for joining us for a great conversation tonight. It was real. Love you. And we hope you benefited from uh, this intelligent discussion. We, our goal is to elevate the vibration and learn and become better because we want you to be better from watching. We don't want you to just watch for entertainment. We want you to watch in a way that's going to allow you to have a better life when you're done because we care about you. So take care, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Peace.